following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. We are gathered once again for Media Mash on this Wednesday after kind of taking a week away for the bye week. Steve Dennis is my name, and man, we've already had five minutes of fun before the show even started in here. Let me introduce everybody as we gather to discuss important stuff. That's what we do on Media Mash. We mash it all up. Jane Slater, NFL Network. Say hi to the camera, Jane. There What's up? There she is. Whoa. Has her TV makeup on. Yeah, I actually sh- I showed up today when I realized there's actually cameras in here. <laughs> which, which we discussed. I haven't had to wear TV makeup in seven years. It made it no is, difference for it you. It is so liberating. It made no difference hey, I'll introduce you in a minute. Okay, How does just, that w- <laughs> Wow. Because I like to share intimate details on this uh, show. You know, I was once married to a guy in sports, and I got to say, it was a little bit of a turnoff seeing him put MAC powder on, studio yeah. press powder oh, on yeah. at night, and then brutal. take it off and ask for a Neutrogena wipe. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Are they one of the sponsors? Maybe we should reach out to Neutrogena. Neutrogena is not the problem. It's true that you had a man that was taking off makeup. You was have, she was on TV. You have to wear it. She said it was a problem, though. It was kind of weird. I wore it for she, 32 She acknowledged years. that it was weird. Do you want me to recommend a concealer line for I, you? I did. I got a little black Nick Eatman from right. Dallas Cowboys Media right here. What's up? There he is. Everybody's getting Sexy to the camera, sexy. chill. And this is Clarence E. Hill Jr. You know, you know it's funny because things go through my mind when you said um, what? See, now you're getting old. Makeup. I was thinking about only when you opened seconds. with uh, uh, your whatever how you opened. I was thinking, dearly beloved. You know, dearly beloved, we yes. are gathered here. Yes, we said gathered. Yeah, I was thinking you about the Prince. Prince Absolutely. I, I went to, we're going to Minnesota this dearly, weekend. We're going to see beloved. Paisley Park. Dearly beloved, uh, back gathered to the here for this thing called life. See, you've worn some TV makeup. You yeah. do all the TV yeah. stuff. I mean, Nick Say knows. it, Clarence. Say he, the line you just said to Steve. It don't make no difference. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't. But here's the face for radio. See, here's so. the thing. I used to wear glasses <laughs> on TV ever since I turned like 45. Purely cosmetic. I'm, ju- I'm just going to come clean right now. I could see fine, but I covered up the bags under my eyes. That's really funny. I wore see? glasses my first year in college, so my professors would think I was smarter and I never needed <laughs> Now that's evil. That's that's a I different am not touching that. That was a layup. That was like throw it up. That was, but, just gonna leave that alone. See, I couldn't let it, if it was a guy, you would have said wouldn't know. I, I couldn't let Steve be all vulnerable there and not help. Oh, him I, out. Hey, out of mind. I've got a rule in life, and I've passed it. And you're getting close. Oh, wait a minute. You may already be there. Hey, maybe not. Once you turn sixty, cosmetics are out the window. Definitely not sixty. I, I could speak for yourself. I Definitely just don't out. care anymore. You didn't. So care. look at the big old bags under my eyes. Before. You think I care? Speak for yourself. Um, actually, you have glad to Dax doing good. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. Dax healthy. All right, let's let's dive in. We we we've got some stuff happening at yeah. practice. Uh, Slater Jane all over it on Twitter as we're. Uh, the rest of everybody. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute and get to that later in the show. Well, we got to start with Dak. I mean, you, you guys were out at practice, all three of you. Uh, so you know what's up with his Wednesday participation. So let's start with Chill. What is up with Dak on this Wednesday? Dak's playing. Dak's playing. There's no doubt about it. CD said he was 90%. You know, obviously McC- McCarthy's not going to 
he has to be smart and say the right things. But they're pointing toward Dak's plan. You watch him. Uh, certainly started out with Britt Brown on the court, athletic trainer Britt Brown, the best in the business. Hear that, Britt? Um, all on the court. Britt gets mad if you I, don't. I, say I stuff know it. Like that. I know. I'd like to get it, off. He, of he his started. List. He started doing individual <laughs> drills. I mean, there was. You know, we've been. You know, there've been signs pointing. You're not this. a part of the beat if you haven't been on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's there, right. There, but there's been signs pointing all the way back to last week when you see him at the Stars game. You see him at the concert. He's wearing cowboy boots. You know, when he when he came and talked to us on Halloween Monday. Halloween costume. Halloween costume. And you, you, there's no boot on. He's jogging. He's you know throwing passes. He doesn't look like that. He looks like Dak. That's what CD looks like. Dak. He didn't look any different. Certainly, Mike McCarthy and Will McClay, you know, hovered over him while he was doing some of his rehab work, and certainly get an extended look at him. But he looked good. He looks fine. Certainly, they're being smart about it, but he looks fine. Fine. Hurt. Go. Well, I was just gonna say, I uh, full transparency. I had to leave practice after seeing him on the resistance cords to go do TV for NFL Now. But seeing him move laterally on the resistance cords, moving with Brit strapped to him and backpedaling, uh, doesn't seem like there's any limitations in the calf that I saw. And then, of course, you guys saw him throw, so I'll let you give those observations. But everyone I had reached out to starting back last week to this week, I would be absolutely floored if they didn't play him. The only thing that I heard from Mike McCarthy was the, do you want it to be a lingering issue mm-hmm. where it pops up week to week? Yeah. You know, is this a game that you think to yourself, well, maybe if we give ourselves one more week to make sure he's healthy, if we're going to make a push with him, do we want to make sure this is fully healed? Because I think if you if you let that decision come down to Dak, Every week, Dak's going to tell you what's to play. I mean, Dak would have played in the preseason, I think, if they would have let him go. I mean, he was ready to go at practice. Well, we saw him go crazy on you know, hard they, knocks. He, you remember he they couldn't all believe said, he couldn't yeah, play. Yeah, they've, they've got to protect practice. him from himself. But I just have no reason to believe he's not playing on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree with with all that. Um, I, I do think that if he if he was still dealing with it, you know, in, with, in a lot of pain, they wouldn't have him right. upright here on this early into the week. Um, but I'll say this about a calf injury, though. Um, it's the calf injury is a, is a drunk uncle that you're not really expecting to show up until they show up. And when it shows up again and Trouble. says, hello, I'm back, <laughs> right. uh, how does he handle that? How much yeah. pain is that going to be in? I will be shocked if Dak plays this game and it, you don't notice anything. Yeah. He was talking about you as the drunk uncle, by the way, because nah. yeah. you've been there. I'm Uncle Clarence. But listen, <laughs> listen to me, I, and I hear you. Uh, I I I think that you know Zach Martin talked about he he had his uh, calf injury calf strain before uh, and how it affected him and certainly we know Michael Gallup has missed five games. Number one, I don't think it's as, as serious as those. Mm-mm. You know, just based on how he's handled it, and I also think the fact that he plays quarterback there, there's not as much asked of a quarterback as a receiver on that thing. Mike McCarthy brought up today that you know. Aaron Rodgers played with the calf strain toward the end of the season, including in 2014, including the famous game in Green Bay when they beat the Cowboys on the catch that wasn't. And he he was throwing dimes all over the field. But there's such an adrenaline that comes at that point in the season, and you're really only looking at one, two, three games. I mean, you're looking at your— He played several games on it, but I'm just saying, though, yes. But but my point is you're asking Dak to play— through this, and you've got a lot of season left, and you've got a lot of divisional games mm-hmm. ahead of you. That, I, I think that again, going back to the initial point, it depends on how serious it is. Well, of right. course, you know. And so, to me, if it was, 
really bother him? Yeah, you don't want it lingering. You don't want it, but it doesn't look like it's bothering him. I that's love what, this. That's though. where I'm at. When, when he when he got out of the New England game, he had fun with everybody in the yeah. media and said, "Oh, you guys can have fun with this during the bye week." And I love it when media members get exasperated. I don't think it was fun for everybody. I got my glasses on now, so I can read. I was going to go after your partner Rob Phillips, and by the way, we had, as you said, uh, a trade deadline trade. Nick is in for Rob today. Did He's, I just switch a roo on you? I mean, did it? No, it's fine. I, no, no, I just did you I, say wanted, I wanted I wanted to <laughs> Mickaroo. <laughs> I wanted to go after Rob a little bit on this uh, because in his three and out segment that he does every week uh, on DallasCowboys.com, uh, he he was exasperated with it already, and I'm sure that you guys that have been talking about it for seven we're, solid we're days or whatever. Here's the quote that he wrote. He finished his story with this quote: "If he's ready, he'll play. If he's not, they'll see how next week goes." Simple Simple as that. And I just don't think it is as simple as that. Because this is what's simple to me. They want him to play. He wants to play. Everybody wants him to play. Can he make it worse? And or will the extra week make sure he can't make it worse? It's as simple as that Mm -hmm. to me. And even if he's out there running around uh, doing what you guys watched him do today, and he says, I'm fine. One, I mean, George Kittle has the same injury, and he's on the shelf for San Francisco for it's going not on. the same injury, though. Well, you just don't know. You do know. What, well, what you don't know is if in one second, just like the second when he threw the game-winning touchdown pass, he came down on it funny, and, and now... I, I nah. agree, but I don't know if a week will make that much difference. And we go back, to, and I agree, they're tricky. You go back to Kevin Durant a couple of years ago. He had the calf strain, um, you know, in the playoffs that led to Achilles injury. I, I hear you, but well, it's up to Brett and, all calf and strain, Jim and all those right, experts. But, 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 but again, I just want to make the point: all calf strains are not the same. It's clearly not as bad as George Kittle's. It's clearly not as bad as Michael Gallup's, even though it's a different position. You just how they're just, rehabbing him, how he's able to walk. And you know, without the boot and all that other stuff, it, you look at what Gallup, the first few days, weeks after his injury, he was not doing the same things Dak's doing. It's not the same injury. Right. What, and like I said, what stood out for me, at least, was seeing him basically doing a weighted backpedal today. So, like, when you're doing that, I would imagine if that was, if you had something flaring up, that'd be a problem. But I think the real test is going to be how does he feel tomorrow right. after going through the practice today. And that's what Mike McCarthy is essentially cushioning and saying there's these thresholds for us. But I, but that's why I just kept saying, if we don't see him on Sunday, it's going to be because of that. And I'd like to think that he'd be smart by it. But this notion that the quarterback is different than the wide receiver, I get that there's a different level of acceleration, but he's a very mobile, very physical yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And so to Steve's point, even when he threw that ball in the final play, it was it was sort of this jump ball on the run. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's what he does. I, I guess one thing I want to consciously us is, is because we think because we see it for the first time, it's the first time it's happening. I guarantee you, the things he did today, he's already done. Oh, I don't doubt that. So it's I not mean, about how. I mean, I guarantee this was not the first time he's thrown passes and and done 100%. the resistance he course with with, with, with with Britt. He did it Monday. He did, it, he did something Monday yeah. for Jerry to yeah. say on the radio. Or yeah. We're encouraged so, by so, what we saw yesterday. So so therefore, is you know, yes, it's how he looks. And has recovered well, from today, but it's also he's already done and recovered no, and looks yeah. good. Listen, yeah. I'm a hundred percent convinced. That's all I'm saying. I'm hundred percent convinced he's playing on Sunday. All right, but but let's be cautious on that as well, because it's you. You started by saying he's going to play. 
He is. It, it, it is a process, and that could change in 10 seconds. Well, there's no guarantees. See, the only thing guaranteed in life is that you got to pay taxes. I, I and understand. But, okay, so but yes. again, it, it, getting it, existential it, here, guys. It's, uh, I mean, there's no question he's getting on the plane and he's going to Minnesota, <laughs> and he has every intention of playing. And they have every intention of playing him. But, but uh, here's what I would say, guys. There's a lot of players that are playing through injuries right now. I mean, Mark Cooper's playing through multiple. The only concern that I would have is you don't exactly have a lot of depth at quarterback if something were to happen to your we quarterback saw what that at this point in the situation. Did you not hear Zeke like. today? He said Cooper Rush is a baller. Didn't you see him in the preseason? He may be. He may be. No comment. Functionable baller. <laughs> Who knows? Did you see him in the preseason? Well, I mean, the we, fact that you said he may be. This is his, like, what, fifth year? Functional in the league. is all I meant for a game, if necessary. I would trade one game in Minnesota uh, with Cooper Rush as the quarterback uh, if there's any chance of risking seven games later. I wouldn't be opposed to that strategy, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm, like I said, I'm 100% sold on the fact that Dak is playing on Sunday. Yeah, and, and they are. And, and again, I hear you, and I understand that, and they would do so as well. I think they, I, they would do so as well. Dak but the bottom line is, but they would they would do Correct. so as well. But the bottom line is, it's not it's not that cut and dry, because I don't think they think as as serious as all of that. Correct. Jones because said, anyone that I've talked to about this injury, even going because my initial concern was if you because I'd watched the tape back a couple of times, was will this right calf strain put any additional strain on the right ankle? And I couldn't have gotten more dismissive text back. <laughs> In other words, he's fine. He's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, Jerry Jones said the other day, he was more worried about the shoulder than he is about this cat. And they said that was nothing, as you recall. And, and, and they were right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but, they, they but were they, right. But they went and got second opinions on that and, and because it was something that and, they. And, and, it and, was an injury that they didn't track necessarily in football. I think they've got enough information as it relates to cash right, strings. That's what I'm saying. So uh, but, you're right. But my they've point, done their due diligence right. on okay. most of them. But, Chill, my point on that is anytime you hear from Jerry, Steven, anybody else, none of them are going to go, oh, man. Dak may miss half the season. I'm scared to death. Never going to hear that. They were they were just as positive about the shoulder. Well, I don't know. Camp. Jerry, I feel like cushioned. I feel like this year he's been pretty transparent with some of this Listen, stuff. When, it, when it's serious, almost they too transparent. It. I mean, when it, when it's serious, they acknowledge it. I mean, let's be honest. They they when 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 Gallup was out, they said he was out. Demarcus Lawrence. They said he was out. They don't. They, they're not sugarcoating something just for us. Well, we're not tracking Gallup's calf injury. Like you would track Dax, so there, there's been no follow up. Okay, he's got a calf injury; he's out for five games. There's been no follow up on it. What five games? It's a calf injury. Dak has a calf injury, and he's going to miss no games. But it's a different deal between Gallup and Dax, and it's a different calf injury. Yeah, it's well, a different. Ca- it's okay. not as serious. But that's a mystery that we don't okay. understand with an injury like that. We you do. guys are 100 percent sure he'll play. You're, you sound 100 percent sure he'll play. I think I'm 95 percent sure he'll play Minnesota. I'm 70 percent sure he'll play against Denver the next week. And I'm talking about calf, not anything mm-hmm. else that happens. That's where I think it could happen. Oh. I really believe that. I mean, and I'm I'm somebody that's living through. It. I'm not an athlete, nowhere close to that. I get it, but I'm just telling you, it's an injury that will pop back up if you get on it too early. So next week Every, we could be talking about a more done. See, that's I the hope concern. Not. I See, hope I just, not. I just, I just like, like you know what? Concern. If you were going to sit out a game, wouldn't you rather, rather sit do it out at Denver home yeah. against Denver? <laughs> right. 
But no, but you'd no, rather not, give the calf more not, straight not time. On a, not you. on a but back I hear and you forth. on that, but I'm but, saying in terms but, of opponents, in, in terms of opponents, but not play and then come back. I think the two things that work here. Number one, we're not giving them enough credit. Okay, to think that they would risk Dak. Of course, of course. They were not going to risk Dak. If, 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 again, if that was the case that he could injure it and cause them to miss games, they would not play him. I just don't believe they would put him out there and jeopardize their entire season. I don't know if I agree with that. A- NFL risk. players play through injuries. She just mentioned Amari. I, again, Th- that's risking Amari. But, but every no, week, no, that, no, that's not <laughs> true, the same. That's at all. true. But I have we've heard. But so Amari many also stories. is able to pull himself out multiple times during the game, and they have incredible depth at that position. All I'm saying is this the nature of the NFL beast. You get your players ready to play. These games matter. Well, I mean, They're Gregory in a fight for the wild card. But, if you, but the but question I mean, that the every trainer always asks is, could you hurt it worse? Right. And the player is like, tape it up, tape it up, tape up my forearm, it's broken. He's not going to hurt it worse. That's the question they were hurt right, it with. Emmett right. shoulder, Woody. That's that's the Dak question. Dak hammering his ankle back. It's fine. It's yeah. just hanging yeah, funny. But Let me again. <laughs> if he can't, if he if oh. he can't play, then he won't play. Okay. But I just I think all of us are read talking to people within these walls. The read and the feeling right now is he's absolutely going to play. Yeah, and, and it's not a feeling that. We're doing this in spite of evidence saying they can make it worse. They're, right. they're really confident Let's about him being able to play. My point on that was it's not as simple no, it's as th- some people want to make it because it can linger, and the coach and said it. The one thing we don't want is for this injury to become a six-week injury where he's week to week every Correct. week. You want it to heal. That's all I'm saying. And, yes, we have to trust the trainers. They're very good at it. Uh, especially here in Dallas. They know They've what they're doing. They've gotten the guys back pretty quick this year, to their credit. All right, we got about three, four minutes here. The other situation that came up at practice today uh, that I heard you explaining on the NFL Network this afternoon, uh, we'll, we'll get more into it at the end of the show because we want to do a little who's in, who's out type thing and talk about the infusion of talent that the Cowboys are about to get uh, their own guys back. Uh, but what's up with Lyell and what's up with right tackle and what's up with left guard? So I was reaching out yesterday just because I was curious, and I had gotten told by someone that they thought Lyle was going to compete. And I found that very interesting because why wouldn't you put him back there at right tackle? Um, And then when we get to the star and Mike McCarthy reveals that Terrence Still is going to start the week, which I don't think he was saying he's starting. I don't know what y'all's takeaway was on that. Uh, I got the sense he was saying, but (laughs) I think— There were some people that got confused. Yeah. But he was saying Terrence still was starting the week. They want to get into a rhythm. And keep in mind, this offensive line has not played together at all this year. The starters, you know, Zach Martin was out the first week with COVID. and then, But Terrence still has done an admirable job there at right tackle. And they're kind of going with that hot hand theory, which they did with Romo and Dak, which I thought was interesting back in 2016. But remember on Media Mash, I dropped it. Was it Rob Phillips that was sitting here or was it you? And I'd said, I don't think that they're done with the offensive line. I have been hearing some rumblings about some frustration with the production at left guard. That was like week one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe this has less to do with putting Lyle on notice and saying, can we move him over to left guard, which he hasn't played since his rookie season, get a better production there? And then, which is funny because Mike McCarthy last year wasn't about the whole best five uh, uh, idea. The fantasy football. Right. Fantasy football nonsense. But you're sending a message to Lyle that, and a lot and to a lot of this team that you're 
jobs are not guaranteed right now, which I think is an interesting message. I don't know if it's going to actually happen, but you're also sending a message to Connor Williams, who's in a contract year. We're going to need something more from you, too. So, and so is Collins. Right. But so whatever whatever is whatever is happening there, I think, is very intriguing to me because it is creating competition. It does give you some position flex, especially when you start looking at this offensive line and, you know, some of the injuries that are popping up. But I don't think we should just read this as an admonishment necessarily of Lyle. I think that this is sending two messages. And when we watched practice today, I thought it was very interesting that right off the jump, you had Lyle over there working at that left guard position and Connor Williams off to the side for all the media. No, no, I don't. No, I think that that's what you're they looking at. They ended up starting mixing them in there. They were they were mixing them in, but I don't think that Lyle was working with the starters right off the bat. He was when they were working. I know. Were I you was not the, watching your eyes over there. I was watching because right they mixed off them the, Right off the jump, when they were going through some of the drills, they immediately put. And Lyle they, there and had Connor and it was just kind of this awkward little check for Connor, I think. Well, I mean, I think that let's let's be honest. Connor's been on notice. If if, if Connor needed this to be on notice, then then he's not paying attention. I think he's. he's already, I think he's the, been clear. I think he, he's. I don't think he's clueless been on, to it. Well, I'm saying so. This is this 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 is not breaking news that Connor Williams has, is a problem. Has been a problem. Okay, it's also not breaking news that center is a problem. It's been a problem. They're concerned about center and left guard. There's no question about that. And if this means you get your best five up there, then that's fine. But there's also something at right tackle, you know, because people I know and talk to still say that Leo Collins is still the best right tackle on this team. Nobody will dispute you on that. Yeah, they still say but I the, think that you've, right, got a younger, you've got a younger guy in Terrence Steele. You've got a cheaper guy in Terrence Steele. And if you have some continuity on that offensive line and he's doing a good job there, what can we see from somebody like Leo Collins over there at left guard? All of that. And I'm not saying it's going to stick is my point. And all of that. It's early in the week. And what people also need to understand, and you were, you know, Leo Collins was not a pro bowler at left guard as a rookie. Mm -hmm. As an alternate. As a rookie? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. They don't want want you to know that. They don't like to say alternates, but he was. Listen. The best left guard on that team is the one that went to Denver. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ron Leary. Ron Leary was – that team, that, that offensive line did not take shape until Ron Leary went over the left guard. So forget the Pro Bowl. I'm, I'm sorry I'm saying Pro Bowl. All I'm saying is Ron – I mean, Leo Collins was not great at left guard, regardless of Austin and all that other mess that people get put on the team because somebody gets hurt. Ron Leary was the best left guard on that team. So to say to put him at left guard means they're going to get a Pro Bowl level left guard, I don't know if that's the case. He may be better than Connor Williams, but it's not like – you're solving all your left guard problems. Let's hear Nick on it, yeah. and, and then, we'll, again, There's we'll get a, back to it in about 35, 40 minutes. Interesting. Uh, um, another scenario here is is the locker room. I mean, one of the most liked players on this team in the locker room is Lyle Collins. So, that it is, and, and again, it, if it's close— I mean, Terrence Steele. It's it's like it's like in boxing. If you're gonna, if you got the champ and you've got a, a, a you know someone that's a contender and that goes to to the cards, you better really beat the champ to get it the belt because it can't just be even. And so that's the thing. I don't know if it's Terrence Steele's done great, but I don't think it's that much better. And you got to remember, it's not better at all. The locker room. This guy, you know, if this guy goes and has a, it was a really weird thing that happened, and they probably you know have heard his side of the story and think he got screwed over, and then he comes back and loses his job. Like that could be a mess. And is it a mess worth having if it's close? Okay. Did you watch practice? It's funny you bring that up because I noticed it was like Lyle Tyron Smith, uh, Ty Insecki was over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and Tyron Smith. And then over to the side was Terrence Steele with like some of the younger guys. And so to your point, I found myself wondering that as well. Yeah. And I also have to wonder, and I'm not accusing that Lyle would ever do this, but why would you go be really great at the left guard position this week while they're trying you out when you know that your position is right tackle? Like, is he going to give his all at left guard? He better. If he wants to get on the he field. Better. No, I, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm not that, but, saying that he wouldn't. But, 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 like, what, that's not who he is, okay, but I'm just saying. Let's, let's back up something we haven't talked about. You mean like but wait, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to get back okay. to this okay. a little bit it's later. We have, we, it's, it's, a, it's a dark cloud of what a situation that we have okay. not brought up. Good tease. Okay, good tease. Storm's coming we'll, in. We'll do that later. And, and Are you going where I think you're going to go? And McCarthy did say okay. that he wanted to reward. He believes that Terrence Steele deserves some kind of reward, which was interesting. Well, since Clarence is going to bring up well, we'll where I think it. he's going, we'll get to it if we can on this stay show. Stay tuned. I'll support you on that. We'll stay tuned. We're okay. going to again. Who's in? Who's out? We're going to get you all caught up on who's coming back, who's not, uh, and we'll get back into Lyle. But next, we're going to have a little fun. Uh, who remembers the classic music, the movie "Sound of Music"? Right? Love it. Julie Andrews. She she sang all about these are some of my favorite things. You, yep. Have you seen it, Nick? You're kind of young. I remember the Wiz. So. Have you seen it? Yeah. I think yeah. yeah. I call myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember the weird. That's yeah. a different song, but wait, uh, we hey, we're gonna do the same. Our so favorite long, things. Farewell. <laughs> See, now I was thinking we could do it without singing, but I'm up for anything. Avita's we sing right. our favorite things about this five and one Cowboys team. Sing? Next on Media Mash. I'm not singing. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Oh, yeah. It's not many shows uh, in America that reference Julie Andrews. I, I'm just going to come out and say it. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens. You're right. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. 
See, it was a wonderful song. If you want to sing it, Jane, you can. Cream colored ponies, girls in white dresses, all that stuff. Uh, Do you think our followers? Those know are that, some of her favorite things. Everybody saw the sound of music for crying out loud. If you haven't, go watch I don't, the damn thing. I don't thing. know if they want to do that. All right, so let's get into our favorite things, and uh, no, no more, no more you're, about. You're this. sixty, remember? Let me you're sixty. I had three sisters. We're on Twitter. The sound of music to to young girls was magic. Yeah, it's now, as but a brother, I'm anymore. going. I'm going. Why are we watching this for the third time? He called himself time? a brother. But they're, but they're not. But they're, <laughs> I, I'm but they're, a brother of four. But they're not young anymore. We're talking about today's kids. Uh, that are, they're, but they're anyway, us. as we go to our favorite things, they definitely. And you can leave the whiskers on kittens out if you want to, chill. Uh, about this five and one Cowboys team at the bye. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, a lot of games ahead. Uh, let's just everybody name a favorite thing one at a time. We'll discuss that favorite thing. And then move on to the next. Nick, you get to go first. Your favorite thing. My favorite thing is that we are using Trayvon Diggs' name in the same sentence as Night Train Lane. Oh, not primetime. Well, Ooh, I like Night Train. train. I mean, he only Speaking had of 14 old picks in one season, like in 1935. And uh, was he... A little later than as that. These, was as, he, as these people on Twitter start to Google Night Train Lane. A little later yeah. than that. It's always good to learn. Did, was he play, I mean, did he play as, as well as Night Train was playing well, back I, then? Well, it was... Come uh, on, did, did, He was did in they the throw 50s. It as well as, did they throw it a lot back no, then? No, they That's didn't. That's what's crazy. I, I, just the fact that every week it's something else. And yeah, I mean, I've compared him to Dion. I think Dion's the greatest athlete to ever play in the NFL. Um, and I you know he he's shut down that position but the fact that Trayvon Diggs is doing things like that yes it's gonna it's gonna end the, the streak will end there'll probably be a big streak of three or four or five games without a pick but um, it's well does a- he do it this week against Kirk Cousins he's only thrown two picks this year. Uh, the which is close. crazy to me. The game is but he's thrown a million in his career. Right, but throw one to what's you crazy to me, though, is you just don't think of Kirk Cousins like that. That's he's true. actually had a pretty good year this year, and we yeah. just typically they, don't give him that much credit. They played nobody. But um, that is a good choice. They are Dig. 10 straight games with multiple takeaways, which is an NFL record. Uh, no, it's a team record. Ties the team record. Digs with uh, six in a row, of course, to start a season. Uh, that ties an NFL record. So it is a good choice. And there are a lot of favorite choices that we can make here. And Diggs is certainly one of them. And, and maybe tomorrow uh, on the show we'll do what are the things that you're most concerned about. And I have a feeling one of them may be that all this fun's going to end or it's going to level out. And right. you just mentioned it. All right. Nice one. Your turn, Clarence. What is your favorite thing? I mean, the layup is Dak Prescott. I mean, and, and I don't think we can we can no. talk too much about what Dak has done. I shot a three. Yeah, I, you did. The layup is Dak Prescott, but I'm going to say I'm going to say Randy. <laughs> I'm Gre- shooting from half. But court. I'm going to I'm going to say Randy Gregory. Dang it, you oh. stole mine. Oh, you just did two then. I no, mean, I said, yeah, you stole it. You said Dak. No, I said the layup is Dak, but but <laughs> but, but I don't want the layup, so I'm going to dribble back out, and so everybody can see me with my bandana on. Yeah, that's Clarence. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, just, what Randy Gregory get done? The what he, and the sausage. What he's yeah, gone. Not get what one. he's what he's gone through. His comeback and yeah. and, and bringing a pass rush without the Marcus Lawrence out there. The thing about it is, it's not just it's a, it's a favorite thing because you're happy for him. And for what, he, what he's gone through and what he's endured, and got it was working in an Amazon warehouse, a couple, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in, in the off season trying to make ends meet when he was suspended. So you feel good about him because one thing I've always said about 
everybody talking about Jerry always takes chances on these guys and get these guys, these bad guys. Randy Gregory's not a bad guy. No. Okay? He's not Greg Hardy. He has no issues of jurisprudence. Okay? The things he's done has been a harm to himself, but no one else. You well, know? And, and, well, and so those see, are issues. I, just let me jump in here because I've been anti-Randy Gregory for a long time. A lot of people that's, were. That's all true. But when you say things like that, you miss the point that he was a second-round draft pick that not, did not help his football team. I, I agree. But, <laughs> so, but, but Okay, but when I say bad guy, though, you're, I'm talking he's about— He's a wonderful guy. I'm ta- but, that, but that's what I'm talking about. But and, that, that's, and that's where I'm at. I'm just saying that you root for a guy. Certainly he's had his issues. Everybody understands. He's been a disappointment as a football player. No one's denying that. But I'm just saying, a lot of times people try to group all the guys that Jerry gives second chances to in one pot. You know, these guys have got these off-the-field issues. These guys got these issues with DWIs and drugs and, and, you know, domestic violence. They're not all the same. You know, and and Randy Gregory, again, Jerry, I always talk about being a smart guy. He's always been open and authentic about his issues and what he's going through. Man, you're, so getting, my, you're getting mellow in your old age. I'm, I'm just it, saying you feel well, you feel good. Everybody about cares his, about the human side. Everybody yeah, but does. But I think that there. But there's no buts. There is a but. It's, it's that, my it's my favorite thing. It's not a but. Well, it's open for discussion, no, sir. I, no, I think no, so. I think so many thing. times you believe in a person's potential and then they never realize it, right? Yeah. And that's certainly to your point. When I think of like these second chance guys, Rolando McLean comes to mind. Yes. You, know, you bring in these guys, and Jerry stayed and rode with Randy. And as someone who has gotten to know Randy pretty well over the years and seen all these twists and turns. To see his buy-in this year, the mental clarity, to feel like the things are really clicking for him has been huge. And that gets me to my favorite thing, which is Dan Quinn. Who would have thought that just by changing that defensive coordinator position, how he would have such an impactful relationship with so many players, guys like Randy Gregory, uh, guys like Micah Parsons. I mean, look at the secondary group and what he's getting out of them. You finally, you finally found a coach that can admit mistakes, who puts people in positions to succeed, is not afraid to go and actually reinvent the wheel. So many people, I hear these coaches in the offseason, oh, I've changed, or I went back to the drawing board. It really feels like Dan has, but he's able to turn this group around so quickly and to have an appreciation for that, you'd have to really understand some of the layers of what was going on that defensive side of the ball, some of which was never reported, it was bad last year. Really bad. Which is why we actually haven't seen Jerry Jones ever get rid of a defensive coordinator after just one year. But he did it because it was that bad. But to see this turnaround as quick as they have, Dan Quinn's been one of my favorite things. I want to say something else about Randy Gregor, who's a huge part of that. You know, these these AP voters that vote for comeback player of the year – they need to quit worrying about the injuries because, yeah, th- yeah, Dak could win it this year. Joe Burrow could win it. I-, I get it. They have a team of people trying to get them back. He's going to rehab this ankle, rehab this knee, rehab whatever. You- you- they're expected to get back. I'm not saying it's not a big deal. What-, what they're doing is awesome. Who's working for Randy Gregory to get back? Guys like Alden Smith a year ago. Mm-hmm. That's the comeback player of the year. You're coming back from being in a dark, dark place and trying trying to do it with not a lot of help. You don't have people calling you all the time. You have to make that choice that you're going to do it. And so if somebody like Randy Gregory
Gregory gets to double-digit sacks this year, that's the comeback player of the year, not these guys that are coming back from injuries and playing in quarterback and doing that at 25, 26. It would, these, this type of guy. It would, would almost be a lifetime comeback for yeah. Randy Gregory. See, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the other side of this real quick because I've always been on it. One of the agreements that I made in my 23 years covering the team, to me it's always about the football team. You know, people used to always say, uh, are you friends with any of the guys in that? No, I've got enough friends. I'm not friends with any Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that's not what I'm here for. It's about the football product. The problem with, and by the way, you brought up Alden Smith, which was a risk that went haywire. Uh, and there are many of them. Uh, the problem with Randy Gregory, and it remains a problem, and no, everybody's happy for what he's experiencing right now. It's a wonderful story. But there were three, four different times that uh, the organization and fans trusted him, and it went south. So it's a trust thing. Can you trust Randy Gregory? And unfortunately, players with that track record, right when you need him most, let's say in the playoffs, all of a sudden, something can go south again. And the problem is you're you're so naive about life. And that's what frustrates me. You're going to preach me on life now. Because because when you have issues, it's about the football team. It's about life. Okay, some popcorn, when you when you have issues, is it don't just hey I'm overcome my drug issue it's gone away. And I never, agree. I'm never, I agree. You know, it's about the football Jessica, team. Jessica okay, Garrett, I'm gonna, talk about I'm gonna take you back. Rehab to is about team. relapse. I mean, it's, it's also it's about, about having relapse. a coach that can work with a player like that and get the best out of him. Sure. And when you go back to training camp. Randy just lit up when he talked about Dan, and that was a relationship that was formed ahead of the draft when he came and worked him out at Nebraska. That is someone who said to him early on, we want you as a featured pass rusher. It was that belief in him, and he got a clean slate That's with him. That's about football, and, 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 not and life lessons. Right, that's, that's about football. football. That's about football. And, and check this out. But the they Cowboys, put him in a, they the Cowboys, made, way, the Cowboys made moves to replace Are Randy. you still on Alden Smith's the, side the, after last year? The Cowboys He's made, having a tough the, time the, in life. The Cowboys made moves to replace <laughs> Randy, okay? They did not. At the end of the day, once he was gone, they moved on with the football team, okay? They moved on. And they brought in defensive ends. They brought in other guys to replace him to take care of the football team. Not true. He's, and, he's, well, been, here, he's been here all along. But and no, to help your football team. But and to, but okay, I'll take it back cap. to football for you. To true. help your football team, they're not paying him hardly no. true. And think true. of the production they're getting so, from him. I mean, so it, there is your helping your football team right now. All I'm saying is we're six games into the season. I would prefer Randy let the story happen before everybody starts heaping things on him. Randy doesn't want you to start talking what are your favorite things at five and one? We I, we understand it's only six games. Okay. You said favorite things at five and one, okay. and now you're trying to poo poo it. No, because no. it's only six games. I, I, you know what my not favorite thing is? I mean, come on. It, yeah. Because it makes no sense. No, it, it just makes no sense. No, there is, you said it's only okay. six games Clarence. when you made the favorite okay. thing. That I'm going to get to games. my favorite thing now. Goodness and, and if you want to poo-poo it, things mute. You, you, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and, and especially on a Wednesday oh, coming out of a bye week. We, there's no reason to be this. Did you not get a break? Did you No reason to be this heated. I know you're rooting for Randy. Good for you. And I'm glad he's doing things for the Cowboys. Boys, all I'm saying is the trust part of it, let's see it play well, no out. No one said that um, wasn't the case. All right, here's my favorite thing. Uh, it, it's been a very long time, in my opinion, that the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> have had a coaching advantage. That's my favorite thing. I mean, just think about it. 
How long has it been since the Cowboys went into any stadium on any Sunday, Thursday, or Monday, and they had a coaching advantage? And now your point with Dan Quinn, huge point. Uh, the culture he's changing on that side of the ball and how all the players have bought in. But it's more than that. It's it's how he uh, figures out how to make things problematic for the offense in the right times of games. Uh, Kellen Moore, who leads the league in points and yards, and same thing. He whatever, busted Bill Belichick yeah, on the road. just punked him. Literally Just got their first it. win on the road against one of the best and defensive minds in the game. That's absolutely right. First win since right. 1987. And I'm going to take it to McCarthy as well. And I think I'll that give he, him some credit. I'm thinking he's being ignored in this. He is the only the second coach of his ilk in the Jerry Jones era. The other one was Parcells. I mean, Jerry tried everything. Jimmy was his college buddy. Switzer was his college buddy. Chan was the hot offensive coordinator. Campo was the beloved guy who was a part of Super Bowls. We're going to keep it in-house. Parcells was the proven, longtime head coach who had won a Super Bowl. Then he went uh, to Wade, who was the... You know the the defensive coordinator. Surprise! I'm here. (laughs) Got his boots 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 back in Texas, Uh, and then he went to Jason Garrett, who was back to the young prodigy coordinator. Surprise! I'm here. Now he went. (laughs) God love Wade. Back in Texas. You know Wade wanted to hate me, but Wade doesn't hate anybody. That's what I loved about him. He would talk through anything. Now McCarthy is very subtle in, in, in why I think he gives the team an advantage that they haven't had in a very long time. We'll see it play out later when they're trying to win something. Uh, that's where you're going to see McCarthy's experience that they haven't had. Jason Garrett never went on a playoff run. Wade Phillips never went on a playoff run. Uh, you can go all the way through them all. Uh, so I just think it's neat for Cowboys fans, if you think about it, to finally have a coaching advantage. And I think it's helped, Like, and we've talked about this before, I think it's helped that he's been able to endear himself to them in a, in a room physically, to be able to go and do team dinners, to uh, connect on the road. I mean, there's so much about football that really does come down to connection, team bonding, building the locker room chemistry that they really didn't get last year. And what I was told by players who played for Mike before, the one thing that they loved about him was the way that he put such an emphasis on them taking care of their bodies. And if you look at a lot of these guys, they're looking to extend their careers 5, 10, 15 years. And when you hear him talking about the time that he gives them on Fridays for their, you know, their mm-hmm. their headspace and taking care of their body, I think that that goes a long way. Feeling like you've got a coach that gets you and isn't running you into the ground. Look at the bye week. I mean, yeah. I mean, when he is the said, last time away. we said, you know, and yeah, there was one, you know, instance where it didn't happen, you know, well with DeMonte Casey, but I mean, that's probably going to happen regardless. I mean, of, of the situation, he gave them the whole week off. We've never really seen that before. And so and I think that's huge. Yeah. That's saying a coach saying, I get it. It's a long season. I trust you. Take some time for that goes a long way. I mean, think about your own bosses when they're not micromanaging you and they they treat you think like an about, adult. That goes a long way. Have you ever seen the team uh, like after the the in the team huddle when when they win a game and you kind of you know you see the locker room speech and all that? What are those guys always saying? They're always saying this and it never really works. But they're like, 
See, see Wednesday. That that's the one thing they want to hear is we'll see you Wednesday. That two, means Monday, Tuesday mm-hmm. off. It doesn't really happen. All right, two much. things real quick, rookie uh, Beamer. Uh, pop up Clarence's camera. Real quick. Oh, you missed it. See, he, we're boring, Clarence. He's on his phone. He's I'm not, listening to he's you. He's not even paying you, attention. You're, you're handling this. But you know what? He's kind of like a child when you take him to a restaurant when he gets worked up. And he has a temper tantrum. Just give him his iPad let, and let him be quiet for a little bit. Calm down. Was, no, the coloring book. Move that over. Just there. Calm down. But but uh, I liked I liked the comment today from Gregory was one of them who was the other one uh, that called him out for being kind of lethargic at practice today um, giving Gregory credit huh? who was the other one Gregory and, <laughs> oh, it was, oh it was Dalton Schultz actually yeah uh, that they who, were a little sluggish that they were sluggish little, at practice rust, today yeah. I love that uh, I, that and then Zach Martin made the comment when they got back to work Monday that the energy in the locker room, they wanted to go back to work. Yeah. They, you know, they enjoyed their bye, but let's go. Uh, see, McCarthy's going to be a long haul credit because he knows the steps he, uh, of a run and, and to win something. And so I would trust him on that when it comes up. And, and if it, you know, instead of getting run over in a playoff game, maybe his leadership will give a Listen, different I've result. Listen, I've got – to eat crow a little bit this year because I do think that he's done a good job navigating this team. I think he's sort of connected with these guys on a different level this year because a lot of the guys kind of felt like not that he was checked out and to be fair, there was a lot of stuff going on last year, but I, I feel like there's a deeper relationship with McCarthy this year. And he does feel like he is a player's coach and the sense that even when you hear him talking about the guys in the podium, you feel like he's in your corner. And I think that that goes a long way. So I, 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 I think last year was tough for a guy who is trying to connect with a new team technologically. It's a lot easier because I had used the comparisons of Kevin Stefanski last year. But Kevin's also a younger guy. So it's easier for him I, I, to connect I, with those young guys. I, I think it's also about the players. And, and he's done a great job. But you're also talking about a young team. But Dak and Zeke, they've mm-hmm. been through this. They've They've suffered since 2016 when everything has come through and I think they have a different result they talk about themselves and Amari and you talked to the wide receivers coach you talked to everybody he sets the tone for that whole group of, of being you know not me guys and looking for stats but being unselfish and, and you don't and the, expect and, that from that room right and they all root for each other so I, yes McCarthy's done a great job but also I think these players are part of that who has set the right tone certainly starting with Dak who's probably the, one of the best leaders greatest leaders this organization's ever known and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk so, agree with that. Well, we've talked so long, too, about getting the right type of guys. These guys feel like they finally got the right type of guys. No, we, like we they, talk about it or Garrett talked about it? Yeah, well, <laughs> Garrett talked about it. Garrett talked about it. But well, my Garrett point is this him. year. And, I mean, but, Garrett, but, Garrett brought in the right, truth of them. But knock on wood, we're not seeing these guys in the headlines this year for the wrong reasons. No, I mean, okay. and, and we didn't have a lot of that in Garrett's no, era. You didn't have either. a lot, of, but but the bottom line is, you know, it, you you want the right kind of guys. But let's 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 bring it back. Bring it. They back. got players. Bring it back. They got talent. They got great. But they got right, right kind of guys. Right kind of guys in that way. They, they, they yeah, yeah, fit yeah, yeah. From a scheme. Yeah, yeah. They got. I mean, from a I was talking about. I was talking about the other. I was saying this the other day. Can I can I say this right quick? Little Nicky's raised his hand. When was the last time we had a Cowboys had a defense? Well, yeah, playmakers on every level. Well, up front, 
Tell uh, me. Every what, level. You talking about when they were a good team? Well, last in a, a 2007. Who, who was the playmaker in the secondary? The defense was good, really good. I, 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 I said, defense, give me the playmaker in the secondary. Difference makers in no the Brady secondary. James. You know what I mean? Like, like I, he's got a good level. point there. Terrence, Ken Hamlin, they made the Pro Bowl. Anthony Henry had a lot of picks, but they weren't considered playmakers. Demarcus Ware was on the 07 team. And we're talking level. consistency from level. some of these guys. Terrence too. Newman was on that level. Oh, stop it. Um, really? No, he was not. Love him. Sorry, Chris. No, but, but consistency. Well, some of the guys you're talking about haven't, they've done it for a minute. Diggs. <laughs> Micah, they've done it for a minute. That's all we can judge it on right now, Steve. Steve, Steve do you want to just wait until December to do no. a show? No, here's what I, wait, this is this a daily show. Nick's turn. He raised hold his hand. Hold on. I raised my hand. Thank you. Yeah. I, at one point, you, you're, you're right. Everybody's right about we haven't seen this, and I, I've called the most unselfish team that I've seen in a long time. There has not been a bad loss yet. Bad losses. They, they had a loss, but it was almost like a win. Right. It was a win of like, man, if they play like this, they can win all these games and they have they have it was a moral victory i don't care what you say it was a moral victory because that morale got up and they won five in a row wait till they have a bad loss because any loss at this point is going to be bad because they're probably going to be favored wait till they do that then we'll see how they respond the next week and all that but was that not the patriots game for you with the penalties the way the refing was going when you talk about going into overtime you're on the road for me that was a game that I, I sort of thought right. that some of this was an anomaly. In what? other words, I, I'm like you. There's I, a lot of Cowboy fans like, I don't know if I can trust this. I would shut down that only to say, that, what, what is New England? Two and four? They're not a very good football team. They're no, three they're, and They're something. not two and four now. They're three and four, but three and four. They but won this week. They got a Bill more Belichick. against the Cowboys, Bill- why they put 150 on the Jets now. Oh, yeah, they spanked the Jets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Belichick <laughs> let it all okay. out on the Jets. And he was throwing with two minutes to go, and he's up a million. <laughs> the way they hung in there in the Tampa Bay Bucks game when you don't have Zach Martin Listen. on your offensive line to go, and it's Dak's first game right out of the gate. The right. Chargers game on the road. There have been some signature wins this year that I felt that these guys have really shown a lot of resilience and a lot of – confidence and belief in themselves and when i look ahead at this schedule barring major injuries to your quarterback looks pretty easy it it, yeah. it looks good they're gonna lose one though I mean, yeah. Cedric, they need but Cedric okay Wilson let's let's wrap this up and I'm minnesota gonna, gonna, could be that game and, 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 and the let's, saints could be, be that game and, i don't have what's that fun thing. about they our traded, they just traded for your boy who? who they're running back from houston mark ingram Earl is Kinger? back Ah, okay. oh, boom and zoom. <laughs> yes, and I've got that game this weekend. He's joining He's Kamara? on Twitter. My fantasy team sitting. star? Yes. He's on Twitter while we're sitting here talking about the I keep Cowboys. up with news. Yes, well, that's exciting. I just got a <laughs> really good game Because he can teach us all about life lessons over no, I'm here. I'm just saying. Hey, I think it's interesting that all of our favorite things, uh, we should have a little poll on which one will blow up first. I mean, they could all be over quickly. Diggs is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's going to cool off. Gregory, eh, let's hope not. Uh, Dan Quinn, I think, is going to Could get a job fun. somewhere else next year. The coaching advantage, two of them could get a job next year. So enjoy it while you can, is my yeah. point. Uh, all right, let's get to this on Media Mash next. Back to Clarence going there. Jane said, are you going to go there? I don't know where he's going when talking about <laughs> Lyle Collins. Uh, that's coming up. And then kind of a, just an update on who's in Um, as Cowboys are coming back to the team on Media Mesh. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. <laughs> oh, man. We're just having fun here on Media Mash. Uh, Jane Slater from NFL Network is right here. Camera's right in front of her. She's got her TV makeup on. It's holding up well. Clarence, if he had it on, would be sweating that all down his face. I brought powder if you want me to do you up He's got a big old sweater on, and he can't stand the TV lights. This is Clarence (laughs) E. Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the longest-running tenured beat writer in Dallas-Fort Worth. That means I'm old. Jerry almost changed that on you last year, though. (laughs) He is Jerry's face. Me, too. Me, too. To be fair, we may not have been here last year. I don't work for Jerry. (laughs) Clarence is Jerry's favorite, and it bugs Archer. There's just no question. This is neat. Nick Eatman over here, Cowboys Media, going all the way back to 98? You know, 90, uh, 99. 99. The first year. Actually, just the other day, uh, Derek Eagleton came. He said, hey, I got I to gotta ask you something. He's like, he goes, I'm going to ask you to, to do something I've never asked you to do since you've been working here. And I just said, cover an NFC championship game? <laughs> he was like, no, not that. Some, something else. But, uh, yeah, it was just, I was just thinking. Because people say, man, you've been here forever. You've seen it all. I was like, I haven't seen an NFC championship game. I've yeah. had the distinct privilege of working with both of you guys when I've been laid off. <laughs> <laughs> here and there. You, oh, yeah. ain't, you ain't in the business if you That's haven't true. been fired or laid off. Uh, I, I think it's four times for me. Uh-oh. The last one kind of hurt though slater replaced me no i didn't oh here we go (laughs) no i didn't i was just kidding you and guy both replaced me okay uh but um and then i left (laughs) and then you left you went on to bigger and better things you gave him about five minutes and you were gone that's how much you missed me that's true um 
All right, let's get into this. Stop, stop, stop. I know you two. Wait, what you got? Let's hear it. No, you don't want to hear it because I just know it. Go ahead. Yeah. The worst thing is I know what he's thinking. The worst thing is is I know what he's thinking. He's probably years and years. I brought up Archer. Archer wrote this week during the bye week, and I love Archer. And I'm not calling him out. I'm just teasing him. He's talking about how they're in cap trouble for next year at the bye week. Well, See, you got to think ahead. I mean, that's the problem. They haven't thought ahead for a, a lot of years. He's helping them think ahead. They're no. five and one, and no. and there's panic in the streets. There's, oh my God, they're screwed. There's for the, no drama. The there's year. no well, drama, Steve. I've worked you with have you before, and I know one thing: you hate is talking about money. I you do. don't like well, the I mean, cap. You no don't reason. like I mean, talking about I, contracts. I think that's the general manager's job. Why do the media have to deal with no, it? If, if Just get it done. If it affects the decisions on the field, well, that's up to them. No, 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 no. He's right. If it affects the decisions on the field, you have to consider the cap and worry about the cap because you have to follow the money based on who's going to be on the team or not. But right now, this is about Operation L.A., I don't which is what I wrote in the Star-Telegram. But okay? it's also about getting these younger guys playing time so you don't find yourself in cap hell. Let's, okay, let's it's talk about Operation about L.A. This team has a chance to win. Operation L.A. For the first you can accomplish time. both. Hold you on. can get depth Hold for on. a deep run, and you can start thinking chance, about next year in your cap. Let me ask you this, team has a chance to win. Okay. Focus on winning. Next year. Uh-huh. You, you say that doesn't really matter so oh, much. Oh, it matters. Okay, but, but, but the decision right now, okay, Terrence Steele is a better player because they kept playing him last year, even though it was like, why are they playing this guy? Diggs is a better player because they threw yep. him out there. So now you figure out, with Lyle's situation, is he going to be our tackle next year? Well, yep. maybe not. If it's close, then maybe Terrence Steele just keep, 